Welcome, everybody, to the Broken Campfire Podcast. I'm your host, Andy. And uh, one of the reasons why this podcast is the greatest podcast in the world is that we don't just have one host. We actually have five. See, I got Vito, John, Flask, and Greg at the ready as well. How you doing? And you make five. Yeah, and I'm number five, actually. They make me do this every episode because I don't want to. It's the rule. All right. Uh, so we have some announcements for you, some news, and that's that you can reach us at brokencampfire@gmail.com and at our Twitter at brokencampfire. Oh, that is news. I think that's olds actually. And, and hey, you know, I'm not a very funny man. Maybe I'm just sapped out of the of, of coming up with the intro bits, but I don't really got anything this week. So I figure, you know. Well, what just do we, hop right into that's like your thing though yeah you know let's just hop into the round table is, is i guess what i'm saying the audience is waiting for you to run out of intro bits before they do started it. listening more intently uh i mean we haven't done ira glass in a while you do no, that's okay. uh it's not a good ira glass uh yeah i don't want to smoking glass is that what you said I yeah, you know, glass from the IRA. I right. love glass. Glass them. Vito, you missed us last week, so you owe us two weeks of glorious gaming news and but an extra long round you. table where you talk a whole lot and uh you leave nothing on the table. What do you got? Yeah. Um I wish I could help you out there, bud, but um I uh, had a oral surgery, and I can't can't open my, my mouth my mouth too much. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk uh, talk. What do they say? Talk small and carry a big bat or something. Talk yeah. talk 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 weak and meek like you're about to die. That actually describes the Yakuza games as well. Yeah, which I haven't been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been playing. Is uh, Hades on the Xbox Game Pass? Never heard of it. Yeah, little little indie title. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm like pretty addicted to it. I mean, I don't really know what to say about it. We've we've talked about this game before, right? Um, a bunch. John's come it up. through, and it won some awards. Maybe yeah, I played it before, one or two, yeah, won a couple awards. Playing, been playing the shit out of it. Um. More than I played any. Yeah, I won. I won some runs. I won. Uh, I I killed my dad twice. Um, mean. Probably ran into him about five five times. It's a hard game. Uh, but I'm yeah, really I've been enjoying. Seeing, it. Uh, seen a lot of advice coming from John's corner, and I'm not sure that that's really uh, what a real gamer would do. In, in well, I mean, I, you I don't know if he's giving well, after after Vito had his jaw wired shut, he was just streaming without his mic on. So John was a uh, typing advice. Mm-hmm. I give Vito gentle oh, suggestions. I don't yeah. tell him what to pick and what to do. I just I don't go want him to waste way. the go time that, that I wasted. Pick yeah, up but that I was making some good decisions, right? I mean, what'd you think? The run, I mean, the run you beat, you, uh, I mean, you did that with, uh, off the mic or whatever. That you, run you, you was beat ridiculous. one on the mic and then you beat one off. So that uh, run 
was the second run that I beat. And that run was with the fourth aspect of the Stygian sword. The, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Excalibur, which is cool. That's, that's in the game. Uh, but that, that, that sword is like super OP. Yeah, I like um, so it a lot. I, I I almost didn't even feel good about winning that. I mean, I slow think slow and powerful, ta- baby. Slow and powerful, yeah. By the time I got to Hades, I think I had all like I had like three death defiance ready to go at the start of the fight and like a full health bar. Ah, uh, you had to go on. Um, you picked the right uh, because you know, the Daedalus hammer. You can increase the the area of like the consecration, the Y move. Oh, I think yeah, you, yeah, you did pick that one. Uh, oh, okay. But, you know, you did it without, um, you know, me saying anything. You just, you just picked it. Um, yeah. 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 Vito's got it going on. He's still pretty, he still has a lot of stuff to unlock still. Dude, like there's, the, there's so much in that the stuff. He didn't even know he has to unlock. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. And I, I think the difference between this game and other roguelikes, um, like I'm also playing, I'm dabbling a little bit with nuclear throne, which I like. Um, but I, this is just so much more full game. I mean, it's got, a narrative that unfolds, you know, as you're playing and it's interesting. It's very immersive. You know, the voice acting's awesome. Um, the soundtrack and just all the little bits of dialogue. It's constantly, you're just running up against new dialogue. I mean, you'll never hear the same thing twice unless you like really, I guess. Yeah. It's an interesting angle because super giant came in from the direction of like, uh, fun gameplay loop but narrative narrative heavy games like bastion and uh transistor um that are not roguelites or roguelikes and then they they introduced the aspect of roguelike into hades which was so they started with a basis of narrative and then added in the roguelike element yeah and and i love that's probably why it's more like that yeah, I don't. I don't have um, any experience with like their other games. I know someone was recommending I play Bastion. Um, it's good. Yeah, maybe I'll play it. But you know, if if the way that it was being described to me was that Hades is kind of like the culmination of their work, like you see a lot of that in Bastion. Like I don't know if I would want to go yeah. back. Although I do understand they're different games. I'm sure they've. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a difference between like a hundred hour art roguelike experience versus like an eight hour indie game. You know what I mean? that in mind yeah. too Bastion is not that long yeah i think i if think you... that oh, go ahead i was gonna launch into something else going oh yeah i would say i think if you dig nuclear throne and obviously you dig hades and i mean, I've, I've suggested it before but i think enter the gungeon is a nice mix between them because you still have like that kind of lobby you go when you you know when you die and you have characters you can mm. interact with and you're kind of advancing stuff it's not as heavy as hades you know it's Still more, you know, run around, shoot bullet, you know, sponge or not bullet sponge, but like bullet health, like a uh, nuclear throne. But it's definitely got that Hades style, uh, you know, with like a hub world and characters too. This guy and his gun. Yeah, I, I think that's what, what really draws me to Hades, that it, it feels so full and, and that the roguelike gameplay is is woven into you know, this story in a way that makes sense. You know, I mean, we're gods that live uh, they're, they're immortal. And, you know, every time I, I leave Hades, I, I die and I come, you know, I start right back where I, where I was. And, um, it just makes sense within the story and it, it feels very immersive. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to play more, more of that game. That That's really all I've been doing playing a ton of that. I played literally like seven hours 
the other day when I got my surgery. Yeah. So, um, yeah. wait, you were do you were playing Hades during the surgery? That's pretty intense. Yeah, on my Steam Deck early uh, release. Wow, you should go into that a little bit. No, it's okay. You can save that. Save that for <laughs> when you have more strength. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? Uh, I really think that's it. I've been playing just a shit ton of Hades. That's, that's, it. Bad. <laughs> that's it. All right. All right. That's uh, all right. You mean for two weeks you've just been playing Hades? I think so. I mean, let me open my Steam library. I think when we played some Ready or Not, we played a little Talk about that. Deep, Deep Rock Galactic. Um, we didn't talk about that, but we don't need to. Yeah, so nothing, game. nothing, nothing new. I think the, the, it's the been like newest, VR going most on a little unique bit, experience right? was, uh, yeah, I think the boys did some VR. Um, oh, you were. Yeah, that was it. Just Hades. Huh. Okay. Just, wow. Just All let right. me Kinda finish. Cringe. God damn it. That's it. Moving on. Oh, no. I thought you said, let me finish. No, no, no. Oh, no. We'll, we'll stay here. It's because right, it's called the fine. wires interfering with his. Look, words. I look, look, look at the doc. I now have checked yep, myself yep. off you, on, you, on these. You're done. Fancy new, fancy new check boxes that you've <laughs> put on the doc. Yeah, well, look how fast that we've come in the one week you weren't here. Yeah, he's got I all did kinds that. of it was new me overalls and new, new fangled uh, document technology. It was fast. I'm an innovator. We're on a cutting edge right here. I tell you what. All right, what have I been doing the last couple weeks? Last nah, week. Sorry, dude, I just checked you off. Greg, what are you got? <laughs> uh, you can't do that. That's illegal. <laughs> I think I'll actually be fairly brief as well. Brief and maybe boring. No. Game-wise, come on. I've mostly just been playing Persona 4. Uh, Hell yeah. Maybe I can finish that game Persona. before Elden Ding comes out. I don't know. No, sorry, it has over 1 million hours of content. Yeah, I've got about 999,999 hours in it, so it should be pretty easy. Shit. I guess you are. <laughs> I've, I've, got like, I've got like 45 hours in the game. That's almost um, as many bottles of beer are on the wall. You know what I'm saying? I don't, really, I don't really have an update about the game, I guess, but I'm still enjoying it. There's a couple things about the game that really piss me off, like there's some moments in the game where you have to collect evidence and it sounds kind of cool, but it really amounts to talking to every character in the game. And some of them are going to give you like cryptic clues about who you might be kind of looking for. And you're kind of just, you know, hoping you find them on the right day because there is a time limit for these things. So maybe, you, you know, you pretty much just have to search every area of the game on every day. Which kind of sucks. Yeah, but people who play those games love that shit, probably. It, I no. mean, it is cool in the sense that, like, <laughs> like when it works, it does feel cool. Because, like, you go talk to Chie and she's like, oh, hey, I heard there was somebody weird walking around there. And you're like, you go find the weird person. Like, I would say almost like the easy ones are cool because it, it's just uh, straightforward. Like, when the game tries to make it more complex, like, the hardest one was one where I had to talk to, like, this one girl, then this other girl right after her in a different part of the school. 
And then on the next day, this cop would appear in this one part of town. And then I had to talk to him. And then on the next day, a different cop would appear in a different part of town. And I had to talk to him. And then I would be able to move on. But, like, that, those two cops, like, the cop would only appear on, like, a Friday or something like that. You know, this cop would only appear ah, on a Saturday. So, gotta, like, wait so if you fuck it up. Time. Yeah, and it kind of, like, freezes all the characters, too. Because, like, what you want to be doing when you're spending this time is really be talking to, like, characters in between dungeons and stuff and, like, leveling up your social links with them and, like, hanging out with them. Gets you bonuses and shit like that. Um, but when the game is in one of these investigation sequences, everybody is just kind of, like, frozen and nobody wants to hang out with you. So, like, if you're on the wrong day, you just pretty much have nothing to do except, like, literally waste time until you get to try again. Uh, that last one I just talked about frustrated me so much, and I was like running on a short time clock for some things that I just looked up a guide to get through it. Oh, I'm telling. Fair. Uh, I, I guess that's, I don't want to just sound poo poo on the game because I'm still really enjoying it, but um, that's about all I got. I mean, the game started heating up story wise, and <clears throat> it was getting me in the feels last night, so it's good. Excited to see where it goes. Next week. Will be a better, a different story. You'll be praising the game, how great it is. Hmm. I still think it's really good. I, I, I just, uh, I had a particularly annoying thing to on my mind this week, I guess. So, by the way, how does this game like, uh, interface with your, I, I guess I would call it anti-may tendencies. <laughs> Anti-may. Um, I would say that like, uh, it's. You know, it's a good story. It's a fun story with good characters. So I'm able to get into so it. So nothing about easy. it really bothers you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's there's anime stuff to it that I'm able to look past it for the most part. Oh, okay. The stuff, you know, there's a uh, there's very anime level like homophobia and stuff like that uh, that it's played up for like a joke. And the game does eventually kind of make up for it with that character's story arc, I think. But, um, there's things like that. I wouldn't say like they bother me, but it's stuff like I look at, like I roll my eyes and I'm like, I take the story like just quite a bit less seriously or take the quality sure. of writing like quite a bit less seriously. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. There's, there's certain allowances you always have to make with anything that comes out of Japan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, some yeah. stuff avoids it, but I'm just saying as a, as a rule, you usually have to be a little bit lenient. But no, I mean, it, it, it hooks me on a cool mystery story. You know, there's like a world inside the TVs, something inside that world or something, someone out in, outside the world is like doing something to throw people inside the TVs. And you got to like, for weird story reasons, you got to like rescue people from the TVs before the uh, it gets too foggy outside and then the fog clears. Yugi. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You know, there's there's just some like cool weirdness to it, like the absurdity in some ways that like I think kind of drew me in initially. But it does have good character writing, and um, a lot of characters are fun, so just kind of having fun with it. Uh, you think maybe after Elden Ring, you're gonna go right into five? Uh, well, no, actually, I mean for five, I'm not planning on playing that really anytime soon because um, my ideal is that I would wait until <clears throat> Persona Five Royale comes to PC. Because I think Persona 5's on PC, right, Greg? But not Royale. Is that the case? 
Greg? I'm sorry. Strikers is uh, there's this game called Strikers Persona Five Strikers that's on the PC. That is a completely different game. Uh, Persona per- Five and Persona Five Royale are not on uh, the computer. Right there, you go. Yeah. So, you know, I imagine at some point, like I know people love P4G when it came out on PC. So I imagine at some point Alice is going to port over Persona Five Royale, and when that time comes, I'll play it. Patience does reap rewards oftentimes. But but I guess to more directly answer your question, John, if I could, I probably wouldn't because I don't know if like I could handle jumping into another huge time sink. Too much anime. You know, and also too much anime. But it's it's certainly not anything like I I dislike about the game that would keep me from playing it again. You know. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah, I get that. You know, scientists say that your brain literally only has enough physical space for like a hundred S links. So that's pretty interesting. Well, how many do you oh, have? Yeah. Not le- less than a hundred. Oh, but I like it that way. Oh, other than that, I finished the hit Netflix TV series. Shit's Creek. Oh, you watched that. Okay. Yeah, I've been kind of watching it here and there over the years. I had you know what's really funny, actually? What's that? I watched the first couple episodes, like, a few days ago. Oh, okay. How, what did you think? Uh, I thought I'll probably get around to it. Like, I always intended to watch it at some point, for, you know, because I heard good things about it. But um, right now, I was like, I'm not sure I'm in the mood for sort of, um, uh, I don't know, people... The, the the hijinks related to the characters in the show. I, I understand that it gets like uh better as the seasons go along and that the characters liter- have arcs. So that's like the point of their season one personalities. But I was a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure I'm in the mood for I, these I types you. of personality types. Insufferable, rich people. Insufferable, rich people, uh, con- you know, clashing against small town, you know. Normal people. Yeah, but like also kind of assholes in their own way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was my take. But you watched the whole uh, five seasons, is it? Six, I think. Six. Okay. Yeah. Six. What'd you think? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I think you pretty much capped it off. Like characters have arcs. It feels good to watch. Um, last season feels really rewarding. Uh, it's a sitcom that does make you feel things. I think it's properly like noted for like being a show that and people say this a lot about shows but this show really does it where like it has like gay characters and stuff and it's like never a big deal not yet like Mm. the the step it goes to is like when we say not a big deal it's like oftentimes like gay characters are like accepted and you know they're they're friends but like the fact that they're gay is kind of like a thing. Like you, there's arcs where they have to like overcome homophobia, you know, or they have that in their background or something like that. And like yeah. none of that is ever shown on the show. Like the show is just like pretty much everyone is 100 percent inclusive. You know what I mean? There's never any like weird jokes about it. There's never any kind of like tension about the violating societal norms and that kind of thing. And for well, that, I'd it's speculate. Like, it's very smartly written. Yeah, yeah, I would speculate that isn't that wouldn't that be because um you know Eugene Levy and Dan Levy his son co-created the show, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, it's and Dan is a gay man, 
So like yeah. surely his influence, I mean, that's good. That's great. That like his influence allowed it to be kind of a balanced take on, on, you know, homosexuality sure. and, but, but I, I, you know, I, I guess not traps. to like, <laughs> not to like disparage any like gay creators who came before him, but like, you know, I think there's a difference between like the, like gay friendly media where like the fact that a character is gay as a subject versus gay friendly media where like the fact that the character is gay is like a facet of that character. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not really ever confronted because it doesn't need to be confronted. Yeah. Just know, some I appreciate are. <laughs> I, I'm just more like pointing that out as like a hallmark of like there is a lot of thought and smart writing put into the show. And of course, mm-hmm. Eugene Levy and Dan Levy and uh, um, what's her name? The main actress. Had, uh, oh, um, I can't think of her name. <laughs> they're all great to watch. <laughs> she's been, I mean, she's been in a, a bunch of great stuff. Yeah, they're all great to watch. They're They're funny people. Yeah, I'll I think pretty. I, I think pretty quickly, Flask they they find a little bit of humanity that you can latch on to. Though, like, it definitely does substantially improve over the seasons. That's yeah. good. That's all I got. That's my roundtable, and that's the podcast. Good night, everybody. Say small roundtables. Well, we didn't all we didn't talk about our uh, lost arc or lost arc characters yet. <laughs> Thought that's gonna be a group segment. Lost Ark? You kidding me? Yeah, you go first. Yeah, yeah, we're on Lost Ark, right? That's like the big, the big thing. Or I guess that's got, the big we, thing last week. You guys probably talked about it already, right? We do. We do have some friends that are no lifing Lost Ark right now. Hmm. Uh, no yeah, loss? and they're lost, Nobody bro. I got nothing to say about it. They're lost to us. Speaking of oh, a, oh, go ahead. No, just Catherine O'Hara is her name. I knew it started with like a ka sound. (laughs) Catherine O'Hara. Right after the finale ended, um, this like behind the scenes post-mortem documentary type thing talking about like the show from the actors started playing. I was doing some other stuff, so I just let it play. And she had a fun bit about how she she initially just kind of like did like a few scenes over like 14 minutes with Eugene Levy as like a favor or like a friend thing or whatever. And then like when he called her and was like, you want to do a whole series? She was like, hell no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and they have a fun bit about how they got her onto the show. That's fun. I like stories about just like unlikely uh, castings and stuff like that. Like people not thinking they're going to do it or not. Gonna oh do yeah. It or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of my favorite people in the show is the sister of the family who's played by Annie Murphy, I think, who we just mentioned an episode or two ago about, uh, when we're talking about the Will Arnett (coughs) series Murderville. We did talk about that on the pod, I think, right? Yeah. I don't remember talking about that. (laughs) I remember hearing about it and I feel like I wouldn't have heard about it unless we were talking on the pod. But anyway, she's great. And, uh, her story on Shit's Creek is also that... Well, not not quite the same at all, actually, but she was a uh, actress who was, you know, they always say like a day b- before quitting is a young actress who failed. And uh, then she landed the six series. She's great in it. Yeah. Wasn't it like there was another actress who played her in the pilot and then she needs to be like recast on short notice? I want to say it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. 
with no further ado, Greg, I'm sure that you've got a lot to talk hey. about in the last week or so. No you ado, sure Greg. bet I don't. What? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to talk about two things, because I've really only been doing two things. Uh, besides Final Fantasy, of course. Okay. Uh, so, I watched a TV show that I found uh, called Smiling Friends. Oh, yeah, um, I watched a, that, too. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, an animated TV series on uh, Adult Swim. It's by uh, Zach Hadel and Mike, Mike, Michael Cusack. Uh, I know um, Zach Hadel, he's, uh, he's more known as, or known online as uh, Psychic Pebbles. He was, like, one of those, uh, like, Newgrounds guys. Came out of new, yeah. Came out of new grounds. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, they made the show called uh, Smiling Friends. It's about, um, uh, excuse me. It's about uh, this charity group called, uh, oh, fuck, I don't, I think it's literally called Smiling Friends Incorporated. And it's just about, it's just a group of people and they uh, are basically just trying to bring happiness to the world. They take on uh, jobs to to make people smile. Yeah, to make people smile. And uh, there's eight episodes. They just got renewed for a second season. And um, this I found very, very funny. It it was like my Rick and Morty, I guess you could say. I was going to say, I think it it, kind of has that like fun off kilter vibe that Rick and Morty had where the premise allows it to go pretty much anywhere. So like any episode could take you anywhere. You know what I mean? That's so interesting because I watched the pilot, the one that had uh, Mike Staklasa voicing the depressed guy, and um, my distinct impression was that the show did not have a lot of potential to to go places because the premise seems so limiting. But I've heard only good things about this show on the internet, and you guys are saying that you enjoyed it. So, like, how does it how does yeah, it wanna, become varied like that? Well, I don't want to shit on that episode because I thought it was fine, but I do think that is. And it's the pilot, you know, often that's the case. You know, they're still finding their voice. I would and whatever, agree and whatever, you know, if what you're going to say, John. I, that's I, the I weakest that, episode. I found it to be the weakest one out of the eight. Yup, 100% agree with that. Uh, hmm. My favorite episode was the Halloween one, I think. I don't really like that, that one. Though. That or the Enchanted Forest fucking killed me, dude. I did like the Enchanted uh, Forest a lot. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. Okay, so Enchanted, this is a good, without spoiling anything, that's a good uh, example. So Enchanted Forest episode. I forget why they're there to or who they're helping they, make they, smile. They they get hired to make the princess smile. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. Anyways, it basically turns into like a Lord of the Rings style adventure. Uh, you know, and there's one episode. You know how it always happens. They go to hell. You know, there's like a hell episode, and oh, yeah, they okay. even so, they even have like a Halloween episode in there and stuff. So they they definitely get varied. Uh, and like it's funny, like the the Lord of the Rings, like the the fantasy episode, like the animation, like for the you know, the characters is like completely different like the the main guy that they're going with actually looks like he came out of like the hobbit like the old like uh <laughs> movie cartoon like he looks the ralph bakshi yeah yeah, yeah totally different like animation is yeah no it's a super pretty funny cool show with that and then, i mean there's small they, uh, episodes they're only like 15 minute or 20 minute yeah, episodes, yeah i was gonna I say think. that too yeah yeah they're, 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 they're very short. you know the the concepts are you know the the ideas of the episode never really overstay their welcome uh yeah i dig it uh, so they're willing to get the kind of like surreal and over the top creative with both the settings and characters that they're helping to smile. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would, okay. I would suggest, yeah, I would say the Halloween episode is probably the, the most varied in like, in, you know, in terms of that and even in like animation um, and stuff. 
But I, you know, they're they're all pretty solid. I may have to give it a shot then. Now that you guys are recommending it, I think you like it a lot. I uh, very much love that. I'm very excited for season two. It also has yeah. a lot of uh, voice actors that I uh, I liked a lot. Like it has the uh, the guy from Sick Animation, like the main dude. He's uh, the <laughs> boss for the place. What? Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, little yeah. Girl, I mean. Like I said, if you enjoy like those YouTube, like you know, the, the so the other guy, Michael Cusack, who Greg talked about, you know the you know the video with the Australians, you know, Siggy Butt Brain. Oh, Siggy Butt Brain. That's, that's that guy. Yeah, so I, it's like I was going to say their YouTube style yeah. of humor. You know, it just rolls. Oh, okay. It's just the same thing, talent, just like a show. Yeah, it is. It's very like it feels very like internet meme savvy in a way that's not like offensively Reddit mainstream cringy. Not like an executive telling you, oh, we got to get memes in there. Like people. Whatever, you know, just people our age, you know, making jokes that that doesn't seem like they actually the make fun of that in one of the episodes. I, I laughed out loud when I heard a character go, erm. I was like, they, really? They tried to get a. I, I, I don't know what the podcast was. I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to probably polite to plug other podcasts. But, anyways, they were on it and they, uh, they almost got Chris Chan. Or, yeah, I guess you can call him Chris Chan. Whatever. They almost got him for a voice, uh, but he's well, in jail now. And they. They cannot get him ah, to yes. do a voice, but it was going to be that, so quick. It was going to be in the uh, the episode where the the they investigate the murder at the the burger place. He's going to be like the grease stain on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> he was going to be like, I could have done it, but I probably oh, the, the gre- grease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be his only lines, but yeah, he, he ended up going to jail. So they, they oh do that. man, I gotta check that show out. It sounds funny. Oh, yeah. I, I was definitely not expecting to see just straight up Mike's Plinkett character. In the first episode, that was that was. No, that I, was I know a, you. That was a nice twist. Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I remember about that episode. But yeah, but yeah, yeah very show. good. Highly recommend. I'm very excited. I I want to watch uh, certain episodes again, just you know, because I thought they were very funny. That's yeah, already been show, uh, yeah. picked up for season uh, two, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What's uh? I guess the last thing I'll say about it, you know, because both both those people, you know, they're on YouTube and they're they're animators first. So like you said, there's you know, there is like a lot of like just small stuff going on and like the the background just animation yeah. wise that you can definitely watch it multiple times and catch like the different little weird things. A lot of good talent in that show. Yeah, for on sure. On and off screen. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's uh, Smiley Friends, and the other thing I have. I started yesterday. I'm only like seven hours in, uh, but I bought No Man's Sky because it's on sale. Nice. So I uh, I've started my uh, my adventure in the No Man's Land. I uh, I'm a narcissist, so I uh, I started the game, and I discovered four planets, and I proceeded to rename the planets after myself. And <laughs> so, I'll just name Greg. Greg one, no, Greg two. No, like they're like named uh like by classic uh the Quinn thing, Andy. Uh, Darkwin Prime. Uh you you're talking about Quintax two, three, and four and uh oh, of Quintesimal, of course. The the all greatest right, planets. Slowly right. the universe will become Quinn. Yeah, soon. But uh I'm playing that. That game is super enjoyable. I've uh I I, I don't know how it was when the game first came out. I'm guessing it was not did not have all the content that I'm I'm seeing right now. Oh yeah, but uh, wow. it is a it's a it's a blast. I'm ex- I really mainly bought it to try it in VR. I haven't done it in VR yet though. I was probably gonna do that like tomorrow. But it is that VR cool. mode is uh, included or is that a mod? 
Yeah, no, it's included. totally included. Oh, it's just one of those things that they they added after. I will say, I mean, you know, if you like the game now, it's still kind of grindy, but it's definitely got a ton of stuff to do. But I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of people have talked about this. But this is, I mean, if they've put at least twelve, if not more, like big substantial updates. The game is definitely at a point. And I don't know, you could make arguments whether this is good or not. I mean, it still came out in a complete shit condition. The game is definitely at a point where I think it's as good or better than, than what they were originally advertising now. Uh, obviously, it wasn't when I was at launch, and it took years and years to get there. So like, you can still make arguments. It's like pretty shit practice. But well, they stuck yeah. with it. They could have just dropped the game and tried something else, but they, they did not. Is there much multiplayer interactivity these days? Uh, well, uh, when the game first came out, there was yet. no oh, yeah. multiplayer. You right. could literally they, see like they, a floating dot or something, and now there yeah, is. They, and they straight like, up lied about it. Yeah. yeah, they well, I think every time they were at, well, they, no, they did. I think eventually lie about it, but a lot of times they were just like, "Oh, oh, I don't know." What <laughs> like, "What do you mean you don't know?" <laughs> but anyways, yeah, now there is actual like I can land on a planet, I can see Greg, we can walk around with each other and go to a space station together and stuff. But like, is there any point to that? Like, can you guys like cohabitate and that kind of thing? Uh, so I actually did. I got a little message. Uh, I think it was the last thing. Be, I did. Beyond hanging out with your friends, of course, that's always the point. But you know. Uh, so there's this little place. Uh, that I can go to. I didn't get that much info on it, but it's like a space station where a bunch of uh, like ever all basically all the players can like meet up at this place and you can do missions together to get like yeah, credits and coins and all that. You can do. I don't know exactly what they are cuz you know, I myself have not gotten yeah, into too much. I, don't know I the think full there thing. Are definitely are a little group missions you can go like oh go explore this like ship or something or go find I don't know fucking life form on this planet. Yeah. So there are missions. I just haven't done anything yet. It's mainly been me trying to uh Keep my suit from exploding in on myself most of the time. So I, uh, but yeah, I really don't have that much to talk about it. I just, yeah, I just started it like yesterday, but I'll have more next week because it's fun, and I like All it. Right. So far, I looked up real quick. They have had eighteen named updates. I guess uh, named they updates are like one... non like patches or whatever stuff like that. So like eighteen. They like, had large one just updates. recently, I think called like the sentinel update i saw and then that's why i was on sale so i just picked it up there you get it on steam oh uh, yeah yeah i got it on steam like okay. 30 bucks oh nice. and that's uh no man's sky more stay tuned for more all right that's Thanks, it greg. thank you greg yeah, no problem man thank you greg Sorry, I didn't have the docket open, so I wasn't sure who Oh, came shit, out. wait, hold on one sec. I have one more thing, actually. Oh, this is just a quick add-on for last week. Uh, My God. But I did, be, I, did, uh, I did beat Pokemon. Uh, literally, I was five minutes from the ending last time we talked about it. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the recordings that you gave me for the highlight video... Oh, uh, it was literally ending. Were like, you were, I was like, you oh, were throwing okay, around cool. gods and <laughs> shit, and I was funny. like, where is he in this game? Yeah, literally, I, like, I got off this... Uh, to go to bed, I was like, I'll play like five more minutes, but I, and I beat the game. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's now I'm done. Now you're done. You're done. All right. Now we will move on. John, let's say I gave you 10, maybe 15 minutes. You think you could do a roundtable in? Easily. 
All right, we'll see what you got. Make it happen. All right. Uh, so mostly I've just been playing more uh, humankind ancestor monkey game, <laughs> uh, and I've gotten to the point where I I I think I have seen the loop, seen most of what the game has to offer, and now I'm just kind of in the loop doing it over and over until I can get uh, evolved. You know, I think I've Does explored the map. I've seen like the different regions. Made my way from the jungle to the savanna to the desert, all the way to the beach. Let me tell you, it was a long journey. Uh, I got about forty hours in so far, and like I said, I could probably stop now and say, you know, I experienced the game. I mean, even the the last achievement I got, because you know, you you evolve into different kind of sections of apes or whatever, and you know, they split them up in the different I don't know whatever the species. Um, and the last one I got was become the Artipithecus ramidus. Call him Artie. And, you know, you can look at the Steam, you know, the global achievements. Only 4.8% of people have gotten that. And there are, Whoa. I mean, like three or four Whoa. after that. Nice. Uh, These I'm are the ar- artistic yeah. monkeys? So, uh, they can paint, finally? Or sculpt? No, I ain't painting yet. That might be Lucy. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the achievements right now. The Heritage is the last, or launched the last possible evolution in Ancestors of the Human Kind Odyssey. Only 2% of people have this. I feel like well, many also, people... A lot of people just probably haven't played much of the game, right? I mean, well, compare that to like the, years. Compare that to like the first evolution. Like, what's the drop-off rate? Um, all right, well, I'll say this. Okay, so the first achievement... Because there's not a lot of achievements for this game. There's only 13. First achievement... It's called Save the Kid in the Opening Sequence. It's pretty much like the tutorial. That's what they tell you to do. That's a 79%. Uh, yeah, so 80, 80% of people down to well, 2% here's, here's, beat the here's, game. Check this out, right? So then you got the real hero. Pretty much the first thing you do. You're a baby. You save the kid. The game starts. Heroic baby. Genetic manipulation. Give a head start in your neural network. I'm pretty sure that's just putting like, you know, one unlocking one skill. So you've played for 10 minutes. Drops down to twenty four percent. I mean, there's there's a huge drop in between just that very first kind of almost like or holding your hand, uh, saving the baby, and then you know when the game starts and it tells you nothing, it it pretty much drops down to twenty four percent. That makes sense. Not all apes can hack uh, it. They didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, gamers, they didn't they didn't get it. It was too big. The game's too big brain for them. Even stuff like uh, conquer the fear of the unknown five times. I mean, you can do that in the first 20 minutes if you wanted to at 13 percent and uh, yeah it just drops from there uh damn yeah when I, I mean i don't blame i like i said it's a it's, it's a very tough game to to pick up uh you know and there's a lot of smooth brains out there john let me ask you there's a lot of smooth brains out there that's one thing i know this game's nothing for the hobo king i do a podcast with a bunch of them <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying dude I what podcast is that life. fuck you uh, John, I have a I have a question for you. Just just out of curiosity, you said you went on like yes. a journey to different locations. Is the map large for a video game, or is it just fair sized but you move at pace of monkey? Uh, I'd say a little of both. It is pretty big, definitely. But you also do move pretty slow because you're an ape. Especially yeah. the the further you get out, because you know you start in the jungles. There's tons of trees to swing through, and obviously that's you know, you're you're an ape. That's that's what you do. Um. And, you know, as you start to move in the savannah, you get, you know, obviously less and less. And then you hit the desert and it's, I mean, it's a desert. There's, you're lucky if you see like a, some sort of fucking broken down, like husk of a tree every now and then. Uh, 
yeah not only is it's a it's a decently sized map but like the more you progress kind of like the more it's kind of taking you around because it's uh, i can only walk on two feet for you know four or five seconds at a time so far look uh, a working 1997 ford taurus i hope it has <laughs> fuel uh, and, and I don't know, I, I, can't, I can't pull it up now. I think I, I yesterday when I was looking through these reviews, or not yesterday, but last week when we were talking about it, there was a review that said something about being able to ride horses. And you absolutely cannot do that in the game. And I don't know what the fuck they were talking oh, about. Oh, they were watching uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes or whatever. Or they probably were. Yeah, there's definitely like zebras in the, the game. You can like spook them, but you cannot like jump on them and ride them. That would be sick Yikes. though. I can't believe John didn't unlock the horses yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just admitted it live on the podcast. Oh, fuck. You know 75% of players unlock horses, right? Nah, I, bet he, I bet he hasn't less even than, Less than 5% easy. But I bet he hasn't crafted the gun yet. Uh, don't worry about my <laughs> coconut gun. You don't know what I craft. <laughs> coconut gun? Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's yeah, that's uh, Ancestors, Humankind Odyssey. Still going strong, still digging it. Monkeys. Um, and then in watching news, Vito, cover your ears, you're not allowed to hear this. I got tired of waiting, so I just watched Peacemaker. Ooh. Uh, I also saw the first few episodes of it. Yeah, well, the, the last episode what just came out fuck? today. It's only eight episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's solid. It's definitely, I don't know, uh, a James Gunn thing, you know what I mean? It's got all of his, yeah. his, his marks. Yeah. Uh, you know, music fight scenes, uh, you know, like the the deadpan guy doing like really weird stuff, but acting deadpan, uh, like characters with dad issues. Hey, it's like a James Gunn thing. If you like him, you like this. I mean, I thought it was pretty solid uh, all the way through. Uh, you, I mean, you seen the first few episodes? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, it's not spectacular, but it's it's you know, you you nailed it on the head. You know, I could say the same thing about almost any James Gunn movie. I don't know if it's yeah. as good as his movies are. But, I, I will I will say it does turn up. I mean, it's only eight episodes, but I, I think it does turn up as the, okay. the episodes go okay. on. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I finished it today, it, yeah. and I was like, yeah, this is a cool, this is a good, you know, satisfying ending. Uh, um, I think John Cena continued to be good as Peacemaker. He's he, he really is just naturally that role. Like, I don't see him as John Cena. Yeah, yeah, I got no problem with him. He's I, Like I said, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the... Uh, oh, I'm a really kooky guy, and I say really weird things. But I like, you know, I play the straight man. Like, yeah, you know, it it, yeah, it, yeah. it kind of it kind of gets old or whatever. But like, you know, he does it really. You know, he does it well. And that's like his thing. So it's it's fine. Uh, I'm sure it's no surprise, but uh, I think it was just yesterday that it got renewed for season two. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. But uh, yeah, it's good. Th- it's worth checking out. I think the weakest part for me is probably uh, at a bio. That's that's her, right? The, the yeah, well, that character. you know, it. She she kind of has the emotional anchor of the show, but I don't know. It her it doesn't feel fully fleshed out and like realized in a way. And I I don't know. The actress. How is many like, episodes did okay. you finish the series? I have not yet seen this last episode. Okay, well, all right, then yeah, it's not going to change too much then. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you for the most part. I mean, I thought she was fine, but definitely. Yeah, yeah, fine. I, don't know. I feel like the weakest of like those core characters, and it's not like yeah, fr- it's the fault of them trying to. I don't know, because because it's not like the show shouldn't have some emotional content or like some some more serious content or something like that, like character stuff. Just every scene with her trying to like emote and uh hold that for the show is like 
I don't know. It kind of drags it down in a way. I'm not sure exactly what yeah. it is because it's not like yeah, it, no, she's I've, doing a terrible job or anything. I well, I feel like the show did. I don't know. It did those kind of stuff even just like you know, on its own without her. Uh, like you know, it did have you know some emotional moments and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it just seems like a weird character to throw in there. Well, I don't want to put any spoilers out there. We can talk about it later. But yeah, yeah, maybe like that's what it is. She's not quite, character. Like the jigsaw piece of her character is not quite fitting snugly. Yeah, yeah, but overall, I dug it. I watched the the finale today. Um, yeah, yeah, I recommend it. All right, cool. Peacemaker, cool. that's definitely definitely on my list. You got anything else, John? Oh no, no, that's that's it. Wow, that was pretty quick. Huh. All right, well, we'll come back here in well, I guess twenty seconds or so for you. With some news and some flask. Um, Stay tuned for news and flask. Mostly news. Flask will be quick, I promise. What? You can't promise that. Yeah, you can't promise that. You don't. That's that's flash. We'll see you soon, listeners. Remember how Vito screwed me over last week? Well, now we we all reap the consequences of that. No! Yeah. Fuck. Catch us at uh, hotdiggity at dogmail.com. Email us at hotdog.com. You know, that reminds me, before we go into Flask's Roundtable, uh, you guys can ask John or me anything you guys want to know about Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We're, we're kind of experts. Oh, yeah, you could say that, yeah. We haven't talked about that in a while, but... We that is definitely taking up our time. We're doing it once or twice a week, more regularly once a week these days. Playing a D and D with Eagles still, still a lot of fun. I think last night, if I'm tracking right, was our session eight. Wow, already really? Uh, hey, we've been playing a lot, man. That's crazy. Oh yeah, I'm having a good time. I got um, yeah, I got only good things to say about it. Are you enjoying you the Arcanum? world now that you've lived in there for a while yeah yeah i mean the amount of work you know uh eagle puts into making this stuff is is always impressive to me yeah for sure uh, you know, fleshing out the characters you know having yeah. them talk you know the dialogue and stuff to all of it uh for sure and also not railroading us at all like just totally letting people do whatever they want yeah 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 definitely it would be easy once you like construct something like that to like push players where you want them to go, but he doesn't really do that. Yeah. No, no. It's a, it's a good time. Once Vito makes his characters, I'm sure we'll get around to I was just going to say, I was literally just going to say, don't worry, Greg, I got that character coming in the it's tubes. It's got it coming. It's got it coming. I'm, I'm going to have to remake my character because, like, I, I do not, you know, I know so much more now than I did when I made that character. But I'll wait for Vito to make his first. Yeah, you guys are a bunch of nerds. That way, nerds. when we that way we all will submit our second draft and wait wait another year for Vito to make his second draft. As you guys are talking about this, I'm starting to think that uh, on your character sheets it reads Charisma Zero. I actually do Charisma have right eight right. Well. Uh, I actually do have Charisma Eight as well. Yeah, yeah, we got kind of some trolls. Yeah, or some. 
You don't want to talk to us. You know, you know John I'm and me, we're after... fuck, though, dude. John and me, we're very different characters, but at our heart, we're both... You know, we both just like being strong. In fact, I have 16 wisdom, so I'm doubly as wise as I am charismatic. You can take that, you know, uh, put it in your head however you want, but those are the numbers. Yeah, but I'm 18. The numbers are suspect. So. The numbers are suspect. Yeah, but you're probably smart enough where you're, like, you're depressed, so... Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. So, got him. Yeah. You you got me. Class. Hi. After, uh, after that excursion, I'd like for you to retail us with what you've been doing in the last week, and also extending it out to maybe two weeks, because you had something last week for Vito. Yeah, it's true. All right, what you got? Uh, first of all, I, uh, I've i played over 20 games of Wordle now, and I have yet to lose a single game. I just want everyone to know. Oh, nice. I think I played like five, but I haven't I haven't lost either. So we're kind of like the same. Wow, you're mm-hmm. pretty much here. Ratio, but there's like hitting, a big both cap. 100, hitting for 100. Well, yeah, you're both well, no, right. It's exactly the same, except though, for this yeah. huge John, gap in skill and experience. John, can you explain yeah. to him how percentage-wise, percentages work? Percentage-wise, on paper... Yeah. On paper, nobody would ever know that you were you know different. You know what I mean? They would just uh, see the yeah. But numbers are a whole other thing. This is about words, and words are the you know. Yeah, well, but you I bet you're. I, I'm good with words. I bet you're doing measly. Well, Vito uh, is good me- at words too, though, because he's 100 percent so far. Exactly. I, yeah, I bet but you're I'm doing measly five letter words. Even... I bet. I bet you're not even doing seven or eight letter wordles. You hit the seven or eights. Oh yeah, I'm doing the regular wordle. He's just doing I the, reg- know just the regular ones. Oh, they do. You go to settings, they got a seven, maybe not an eight. They got a seven. I mean, they go up all the way. I mean, if, if, if it's not on the regular Wordle, they're all like Wordle not. Oh, wait, I know there's word alternatives or word. I got my ear to the, uh, to the Wordle. Well, they got one called Quirtle. That's like, you do like four at at the same time. Yeah. Oh, so, um, yeah, I I guess just to, to to end flasks round table. I'll just say, get on my fucking level, Flask. Don't are you guys ever? I'm better than you. Ever come at me? Are, are you ever again? Are you guys bothered that people are recently talking about how Wordle is solved and their strategies to basically win it every time in four guesses? Yeah, yeah, that was me. Was, yeah, there's this, a uh, there's a, there's a YouTube video that will not leave my recommendations about. It has like six million views, and it's like. Wordle's that's solved. basically it. Yeah, no, yeah. that is pretty lame. I mean, that's. I mean, if you're a super genius, I guess there probably is like a word you could start with every time that's got like the most vowels or something like that. But yeah. I don't play like that. I kind of I just start with whatever words in my head that day, and that's what I'm makes saying, it you're fun. playing to have fun. You're not playing to yeah. become yeah the master Wordle. You know, it's like yeah, I don't that's know. what some I people mean. get too swept up day. in the concept of like winning, and it exactly. ruins everything. Uh, are, were you saying that the regular Wordle game has options to set more letters? I thought the regular Wordle, if you just go to the gear, the little gear, it has an option to go to seven. I, I also was, okay. I was playing like a bunch of like knockoff Wordles. I, maybe it wasn't the, oh. the I mean, legit see, now, now, But I, I, I did think that I, was the, the I thought that on, one was the real one. Now in the paper, you know, in the paper, there's boxes. And you may not be in the same box as Flash 100% if you weren't playing the same Wordle, you know. I mean, I can't give you the same 100%. You had 100%, but you can't get the same 100%. 
your words may be for like donkey brains. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying they could be. <laughs> right. His his words are probably like. Well, they got bought by what, like the New York Times or something? Yeah, his per- yeah, his yeah. words got multiple syllables, man. I mean, you can't talk bad with the New York Times. I would. I think I had a really funny experience where burn your tongue. Uh, when I refreshed the page after New York Times had bought them, it it reverted to uh, like oh, black classic. text on white oh. instead of the you know the bright text on a dark background. And I was like, "Damn you, New York Times!" But then I saw that there was a, a setting to change it back to dark, dark mode. mode. It's just funny yeah. that New York Times purchase of it turned it back to the light mode for me. <laughs> it isn't the New York Times version, by the way, that has a seven letter. I just ah, okay, yeah, motherfucker. All right. Well, I'm playing the official it's, legit version. If you go to and, wordlegame.org, which I don't know who fucking owns that or what that is or how I even found that. I think I probably Post. just wanted to play Wordle and I just Googled Wordle and like a bunch of shit came up. But they have options for four to 11 letter words. I've definitely done. Okay. I think I did one eleven, but it was it was hard. That could be fun to try, though. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I probably wouldn't bother if I were you. Oh, I'll bother. Probably, you can even turn it down four. Four is probably more your speed. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even engaging with you anymore. I said my piece about Wordle, and I'm going to move on to. I I played <laughs> Alan Wake Remastered. Oh, uh, which is Alan I'm Wake? So remastered, remastered about it. You know the parts. Okay. Yeah, the the different parts of the game. Um. I mean, I'm not going to say too much about Alan Wake itself because I think we may have even mentioned it in the podcast before, like talked about it on the podcast before, maybe. Um, suffice to say, suffice to say, I've always liked the game. You know, um, I don't think it's brilliant in all respects, but I love the vibe. Um, and I've I've always personally liked the flashlight gun combo combat. Um, and the the remaster feels pretty much just like my memories of the original potentially with uh minor improvements and fixes that i'm not really <clears throat> noticing <laughs> i mean it probably looks better uh graphically you know when you put if you put it side by side with the original i'm sure you would definitely see an improvement in graphical fidelity um but mostly the game is its dark forest aesthetic which i think always looked good even back back in the original um the i mean the real treat for me was to finally have the two dlc expansions freed from old console jail uh where they were trapped for so long and the dlcs are not very long and they mostly reuse locations and assets from the base game but as as they go along they get more creative with that usage and I'd say the second DLC, which is the writer, is the more fun or was the more fun of the two for me because it sort of has this dreamlike progression right? Um, that makes for fun gameplay and, and environments. They, they, Pretty sure they I played both of those back in the day. Yeah, it's it's fun to revisit them after so long of not even being able to touch them anymore. Right. Um, I mean, I, I guess I could have thrown a copy of Alan Wake into my Xbox 360, probably still owned the DLCs on my hard drive. Um, but regardless, you know, the DLCs do continue the story of the game. So they're essentially an epilogue to the main game. So it's nice to have them on PC now. Yeah. 
Um, not much more to say about Alan Wake Remastered. It's a uh, still still a good game, but so I did game. also play Alan Wake American Nightmare for the first time. Oh, Ooh, I, I had never played, played it before for some reason. It was because it was originally an Xbox arcade title that was then ported to the PC along with Alan Wake. Um, but I enjoyed it a surprising amount after playing it after playing Alan Wake. Uh. I think I thought it was just some kind of challenge mode game. And maybe that's what the arcade mode is, because there's a story mode and an arcade mode. So maybe that's what that is. But the story, there is a story mode. Uh, and I like that it's it's basically a series of hubs that you're exploring around. You're like picking up items and doing tasks. Uh, and it's just a kind of a pleasant thing. It's, it definitely fits for that Xbox arcade feeling. Um, but like high, you know, high budget Xbox arcade title. You, I would say you definitely start to feel the strain of its scope because it repeats itself uh, and you end up in a bunch of like enemy wave encounters in the same areas over and over again. But it it never got too bad. It only did it like three times for each area. Um, and that's just the limitations of the scope of what, what they were going to make here. And they give you enough tools, you know, like weapons and items to use that you have fun with it the whole time. Um, they, they, you, they always outfit you with enough, uh, fun stuff to, to, to have a good time at the combat. Um, one thing that did surprise me about that was how good it looks like. So this is not American nightmare is not part of the remaster. This is just, I'm playing the, the PC port from 2012. Um, and it's not necessarily, I'm not talking about like it's modeling or texturing necessarily, or because even though. That stuff was improved from the base 2010 Alan Wake. Um, they did improve that a little bit. But those are of the era. Um, no, it's it's in how those things and the lighting generate uh, an atmosphere. It's kind of a different atmosphere from the original Alan Wake's foreboding dark forest. Uh, and, and American Nightmare is nicely different. It kind of has like a american southwest both setting and uh aesthetic to it kind of like warm colors and yeah it just looks looks good surprisingly for a, a 2012 game especially after i had just played the remastered original game yeah cool cool um yeah alan wake and i mean the reason basically the reason i played these is one to just you know get the experience of alan wake remastered but also because I am planning to replay Control at some point. Um, I got a free with the DLCs on uh, GOG a while back because they released, that was a great uh, giveaway that they had. And uh, so so I'm going to be able to play the the DLCs for it when I replay the game. And that I want, I know one is Alan Wake based. <laughs> so I wanted to replay Alan Wake before that. And plus, have I think in my mind, do we have it confirmed that Alan Wake Two is in development? Or oh yeah, too? yeah, we saw the teaser at uh, the Game Awards. That's what I thought. Yep, cool. It's yeah. glad you're enjoying it. That's a game that I felt like didn't necessarily need a remaster, but I'm glad it seems like it was done pretty well. And um, of, co- yeah. of course, the freeing the stuff off the Xbox 360 arcade, I I appreciate. Or the Xbox 360. They did remove. In general, not the arcade. Right. They did remove the the product placements, like the the trucks and the batteries and stuff like that. Um, that's yeah, that makes sense, I guess. 
And but what I appreciate is that they retained the music licenses and stuff. You know how there was like a, a oh, license yeah. track at the end of each chapter. They retained yeah. all that, so it's not like the it's not like the stuff that's important or integral to the game was changed. So that's nice because oftentimes that does happen with a remaster, which is unfortunate. Well, um, even like uh, Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding, you know, pretty soon no mm, gamer will be yes. able to experience Norman Reedus chugging Mountain Dew. Monster, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Monster, yeah. That's that's a shame. <laughs> it's a crying shame. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is the veto thing. Uh, I oh. played. I assume that was Wordle. No, no. I never even mentioned Wordle. that. Was just a little teaser. Um, no, I played through the Halo Infinite campaign. Oh, yeah. Um. Another weakling couldn't wait for his friends. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, Sorry, I'll play anybody. through with John. I am the master chief. I need no other help. Um, mm, press X to doubt. Ah. All right. Did you play on legendary uh, mode? And how many skulls were on? No. <laughs> I. Uh, I didn't need a challenge. I just wanted to experience the you know mm-hmm. the gameplay and the story. That game is not I feel like we're all on the same level. None of us will play that game on I, I think I played it on heroic and I should have played it on normal mode, honestly. <laughs> not because it was too hard, but it was like too hard for the experience. Like the game's not that fucking good that I need to be playing it on heroic, you know? Yeah. I played it on normal, uh like I play most games. For the first time at least. I respect um, that. And uh yeah, it's it's one of those things where like I feel that challenge or uh more challenge would have only kind of slowed my pace of getting through the story instead of been yep. instead of being a new way to approach the gameplay loop. Yeah, there's a couple of like bosses where I died like a million times and I'm like, why am I doing this? Why what am I trying <laughs> to prove that I need to do this on heroic? Like Yeah. I, I fucking I play games on hard before. <laughs> like it doesn't need Even to be on- this, this game. Even on normal, the, the like the brute bosses are a, a huge just co- sort of like you just really I, have to step up yeah. and handle them, and they can kill you a bunch. And just shoot them, bro. Just shoot them. Yeah, I thought the bosses were a cool addition. Assuming, I mean, I don't know what if they're in like the other Halo games after three, but um, I was very frustrated with the. Did you run into the? I'm pretty sure it's 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 not optional. The um, the double brutes. One's on a brute cycle and one's got a turret. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 pre- I basically 100% of the game, I believe. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I did the exact opposite. <laughs> did you enjoy the, the base stuff and the, um, you know, going I did. I'm going to get into bases. that a little bit, I think. Um, I did enjoy that, but that's partly because I'm, my brain is wired to enjoy stuff like that, I guess. I, I enjoy okay. Assassin's Creed games and other games with that the model of uh I'll get into that. But I, yeah, I just take us to through. pick up on your point about uh the two brutes. I think what I did was like get a vehicle and use that to take out the uh the vehicle brute and then handle the other one like kind of dancing around him and uh yeah that like wouldn't have been an option on heroic for me like it was literally just if you were on the open you were just gonna get like insta killed understandable (laughs) 
there are a few where like you're uh you're coming in in a vehicle or something and a boss will just have a weapon that instantly kills you with one shot and stuff like yeah. that even on normal spoilers for the halo franchise until 10902 um anyway yeah so i even watched uh story recap videos for halo 4 which i did play and halo 5 and halo wars 2 which both have stories that directly tie into this one i also uh, watched the uh, recap of all of the stories up until this point. okay yeah it makes sense um doesn't seem to matter I, though <laughs> uh yeah not really it's doesn't funny it doesn't matter it? at all um because i did not play halo 5 and halo wars 2 uh but yeah it seems like not as much not so much uh Infinite story feels like it doesn't effectively communicate new information or like the, the world building or even stakes or anything like that. It just doesn't um, care is what you're trying it, to tell me. Kind of. Yeah. Like what Vito was alluding to there is like, it kind of doesn't matter that was it's following up on the stories of Halo five and Halo Wars two. Cause they kind of just drops matter. whatever it had going and then does its own thing, but only like half-heartedly in the narrative department. I don't know. Yeah, the The big bad in at the end of Halo Five dies off screen, right? <laughs> that, that, that was the case, and essentially. Then, or, yeah. or, or or maybe that was Halo Four, and then the end of Halo no, five, five. Well, oh, I guess are we in spoiler spoiler territory? Well, Halo Four, the big bad of Halo, Halo Four, cares. essentially dies at the end of that game, and then the big bad of Halo Five. Or who is the big bad of Halo? I don't even know. Uh, whatever. I could I be know. mistaken, <laughs> and I honestly don't care. But I did think that both enemies at the end of Halo Four and the one at the end of Halo Five, definitely Halo Five. I thought that Halo Four was like the um, what do you call it? The ancient fucking the didact. Was he a, the didact? Doesn't he He's die? A yeah. Doesn't he die after the game? In between he, four and five? Okay, so at the end of Halo Four, spoilers, I guess. At the end of Halo Four, he falls into like a portal. And so he's not dead. He's just somewhere. He's gone. He, okay. he literally, he literally dies, I believe, in, a, in a, an associated comic book or coloring book. I am oh not sure. God. I'm not sure which it is. I, I heard something about a coloring book featuring the next appearance of the Didact, the main villain from Halo 4. That would be incredible. But I think he might die in a comic book that everyone in the Halo fandom hates. Which is That's insane. Amazing. And then the, the <laughs> brute the brute bad guy in Halo Wars 2. What's his name? Uh he's Yeah, he's, uh, Atri- he's, Atriox or whatever. Atri- Atriox, yeah. He's yeah, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, nice he, he, di- he dies uh like off screen. Or yeah, he just That's goes away. Line it's unclear. He just goes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um John Halo and then says, uh, also Cortana. Is the big bad at the end of Halo <laughs> Five, and she dies at, at, before Halo Infinite even starts. Yeah, it's so strange. Completely off screen. Yeah, so it, it's like it they makes don't. You does feel it like, matter what happens in these games? They're just gonna. It fucking, makes you feel like you're starting in Meteor Res, and then they'll like flashback or go back or something like that. And then they but never no, do. we're just starting here, and. You just have to deal with the fact that a lot of important shit happened off screen, it's, or like in books that you haven't read. Do we do we feel like important shit is going to be included in like DLC updates as like little mini? A lot of people have been speculating that. Yeah, the the yeah that seems like 
what they might do just because it's we're left on such a kind of a low key I, I don't know the whole game goes kind of low key and flat and then kind of doesn't rise flat. up at the end yeah and I don't care at all because I, I wasn't following the story nah. anyway but I just imagine if you played Halo 4 and then that happened to you when you played and that when you started Halo 5 and then you played Halo 5 and you're like oh fuck Cortana she's you know she went mad and She's fucking got this army of, uh, she got all the robots in the whole universe on her side and she's holding the universe hostage and she's all, all powerful. And then the game starts and she's fucking, she died off screen. <laughs> like, like what? Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people who are fans of Halo did not like that Cortana storyline and that's why they basically dropped it. But then when it was dropped, people were like, well, you can't just, you can't just make up that storyline. And even if people didn't like it, and then because people didn't like it, just not do it. You can't just yeah, not just, follow through on what you started. It's lazy. It's, it's lazy. And whatever the story of Halo Infinite is, it just feels like it wasn't well put together. You know, even if I didn't play Halo 4 and Halo mm. 5. It's also so disappointing because I, I genuinely liked the the world and lore of Halo before 343 got their hands on it. Um, same. Yeah, same. Obviously, there were mysteries that 343 then proceeded to sort of plunder especially with the forerunner stuff and from what i've heard there's there's uh, extended universe materials like books that uh were made during the 343 uh period that are actually good like there's a forerunner trilogy that a lot of people uh praise but i don't know it's just been like plundered in a in a very strange and uneven and, and messy way then it uh. yeah so it's sad I have questions for you, but I want you to take us through as if, like, sure, know, sure. I imagine, yeah, I definitely you have more things to say. you wanted to say. Um, yeah, I was, I, I was even, I had a, like a note about, yeah, the stuff that happens in the Halo novels that directly ties to the game events, and you don't know that information without reading the novels, which is frankly just bad form on the part of video game storytellers. Like, find a way to inject that information into the game. Don't just leave it out. <laughs> um. And the, the pacing of the way the story progresses is just not nearly as good as the older games. Um, and I can't even lay that at the feet of like the open world design. Because I'm talking about the mission-to-mission -mission pattern feeling sort of lackluster and disjointed in a way. Um, it, it's like to me, a, it felt like the campaign was... The, the level design and the pacing is the result of this campaign feel like feels like it was put together fucking last year. Like yeah. Quickly, very quickly. It does feel it, like that. The, the levels are uninspired. I mean, what did you think about the whole open world thing? Does, did you feel that that lended itself to Halo? I mean, I, yes, I did have fun with it. Um, I said I couldn't really blame it for the way the story is disjointed, but like, I definitely don't feel like it helped. <laughs> there was a certain um, binding element of the previous game's linearity that allowed the narrative to kind of flow. It, it, it felt like this game played the notes of a Halo game, but didn't really flow like music uh, like the earlier games did. Yeah. And I feel like part of that is the fact that you, the, linearity, the yeah. pace is so broken up by uh going around and doing assassin's creed esque or ubisoft esque um you know tasks busy work essentially 
Uh, so you're spending a lot of in-between time between the beats of the storyline. Um, it's just, it's so strange to make this big game that's supposed to be the, it's supposed to be like the capstone on a franchise. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a sweeping up of, it's like a sweeping up. Uh, was I going with this? <laughs> um, Yeah, it's just like it's like it's like a, a a hurried piecing together of past events that happened off screen. There's nothing. It sounds almost like happens. hollow. Like something was missing. Like three yeah. of your friends riding around in a warhog with you, <laughs> blasting through. Right, that probably would have tied it all together in a neat little bow. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like I I think we got into this on the pod at one point. Like I get that they're they're designed to be single player games, but like. I, I don't think that every Halo game would maybe feel that hollow, but like they're not I don't think they're ever gonna feel great single player. Like not compared to like I, I, with I've never boys. lost I played one single player. player. I, I think when I you play this play that, you'll understand. Uh, this game from the level design to the story is just very flat. And I don't think playing it co op is gonna save it. I think uh it will be more fun because it's an open world game and it'll be fun to ride around a warthog and do, but it's, it's, it's a very bland game. I don't, I don't think you guys are going to love it in co-op, honestly. Well, like, what do you expect from like Halo? Like, I mean, I, what, 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 what would you say was in Halo three that wasn't in this game? Not, and I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just trying to get better context here. The biggest thing for me was that the, the level design is like trash. There's, there's basically two modes of play. You're either in, this open world uh, hub area, which is very bland. It's just copy and pasted the uh, silent cartographer. What, what was it? One of the first levels in Halo? Um, Halo that 1. That was one of the early levels. Yeah, mountains and forests, what you're saying. Well, mountains and forests. It's just that copy and pasted throughout a map. It's very boring, very bland. Lots of hexagonal uh, like pillars everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just like mountains then, of hexagonal pillars. And then the other mode is Literally. blue forerunner, uh, you know, uh, structures, underground structures, whatever. And they're bland as hell, as you can imagine. It's just blue yeah. corridors. So there's no, there's no set pieces. I mean, think about the Halo series. No, no, had I, I see what you mean. Yeah, incredible, no, it's like, uh, you know, like, like the one mission in Halo 3 with on the desert where you're like, you're doing a raid or something like that. And there's all the friendly scorpions and shit like that. And the, that mission goes to yeah, a lot of different or, places. Scarab battles, and I mean, right. you know, the bosses are are some of the highlights as far as the gameplay. I think, but um, I think it can be yeah. summed up with what I said about the music uh, analogy, which is like it does try to play all the notes of a Halo game, but the earlier games flowed like a musical piece that has been carefully arranged and curated, whereas this just just plays them in whatever order you choose or in whatever order they like, just, they just throw notes at the wall and see, you know, see what mm-hmm. sticks. Yeah. Uh, and it does not flow. Yeah. It's just, it's just not a, uh, it feels like it was, it was scrapped together real quick and all that <laughs> along with the best gameplay mechanics that a Halo game has ever seen. So it's very weird. <laughs> but good. think about how bad everything else is that I say that, that the game still, and I think when I talked about it, I think I gave it like a, you know, if I were to rate it, I would give it like a seven out of 10. So it's not like a shit game, but you know, 
like Flash said, like this is one of the biggest franchises in fucking video games, you know, is it's like near sacred. Like how could you mm. deliver this like this? One more thing about the story, just any reveals that happen are confusing because it feels like the characters relearning information they should already know or infer. So like even that aspect of the storytelling that I, we're talking a lot about the pacing and stuff and, and how it like, you know, dovetails or doesn't with the gameplay. But um, even the way they tell the story is like very kind of odd and, and doesn't really uh, have a big impact because the things they're telling you are like not that engaging um, and and kind of don't make sense too much. But just to move on to the, like the gameplay, yeah. Um, I did have fun with the gameplay because it's basically Halo with the Assassin's Creed uh, open world outpost capturing style of progression, which, as we know, pleases my animal brain. But it, it's just that, and I'm surprised I didn't hear more people talking about how it's just the capture the outpost and reveal new points on the map and collect those points loop like i feel like i didn't hear that as much in the discourse about this game game, but maybe i wasn't paying too much attention. not that it like was in the game but that that was what you're doing the whole time like that is the game um i don't know just i didn't i didn't hear that much about that and i thought that was kind of strange when i got into the game and it's like it's all that it's that um which other games i didn't even do that yeah I, i just followed the uh the mission waypoint I okay. never did. I, d- I didn't capture one base. I was like, I'm not going to bother with this shit. Okay. Yeah. It, for me, that at least kind of like broke up the the just going from point to point or running through underground, gray, gray underground rooms. <laughs> um, it just all seemed the same. Like it didn't seem like any of the bases had a unique format or anything like that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. They do actually kind of have different things going on. I'm not going to say that it wasn't hmm. Like they tried to mix it up a bit. There was, there was, there's, there's all sorts of stuff in in the world that you're going around in. Um, and I did enjoy navigating the worlds. Um, it's not that interesting, but because it's like you said, it's not like there's like super distinct landmarks or structures or set pieces to to see and visit. No and it's biomes not, or yeah, yeah unique it's all this kind like of the same biome. Um, I will say it is fun to sort of pseudo. Spider-Man swinging across the environment with the grappling hook. I was doing that all the oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and you kind of need to do that when you're traveling because uh, the vehicles can get you, you know, certain points. But yeah. um, it's it's only when you unlock the wasp that you start being able to just like have unlimited traverse. And there are, you know, there's fast travel. You unlock the fast travel points once you capture outposts. Um. And they say that the game is open world, but they put you on a part of the halo you're on that has been conveniently broken apart to block mm-hmm. access to continue to contiguous landmass. So you literally just uh, can't move on. You literally just can't move on until you complete certain, you know, gates, essentially. So it's not open to, world. to the next area. Literally just not really. No, you can't just like skip to a more crazy part of the game or something by just going over there to that mountain. It's just area to area to area. Uh, yeah, it's definitely more open world. Meet gates. Than any other Halo game, obviously. True. But yeah, True. You're, you're right about that. 
Um, and I would have actually preferred the feeling of going around to different parts of the ring and like taking it back from the banished and still have open areas to cover in each new location. Like you're saying, Vito, there's no biomes. It's just like uh, hilly forest, hexa- hexagonal mountains, stuff like that, rocky ranges. And um, it would have been cool to go to different parts of the ring and see different environments. Like, say, yeah, I don't mean to sound like a spoiled gamer, but, you know, <laughs> in open world, you usually have something to, to offer like that, you know, a little diversity mm-hmm. and environment, not just the same big old environment. You know, it almost yeah. feels like a forge map, just like one big forge it, map. It does kind of feel like that, doesn't it? That is a good insight. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that I really wanted to like major than I wanted to touch on. There's one thing that did bother me, but it's incredibly minor and petty. Um, the snapping, be petty on this podcast. The the snapping, like literal finger snaps that the AI yeah. do in this game to make things happen is emblematic of a snapping epidemic in fiction right now. And I wish they would stop making characters snap to activate things because it's really Mm. overdone at this point. And because of its flippancy as a gesture, it makes the character doing it seem kind of less mature or considered. Yeah, that's one way to put it. (laughs) Like a dick. No, it makes them seem like less mature uh, or like they're, there's yeah there's more flippancy to the action the gesture um than just like doing something by just saying you're doing it or just thinking it and doing it um and that this is not just a halo problem this is at every corner of fiction right now stop it with the snapping cool down on the snapping a bit i'm just telling everybody out there all the yeah. writers and designers and stuff like that that is uh that's a lot pettier than i thought you were gonna do. <laughs> but um i told you but uh, but that 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 was a problem for me the snapping just because it was like literally Lying. every mission go take this tower court town of yeah. snaps like yep it was just the re- repetition that bothered me but your yeah yours was far more petty that's that's <laughs> that's okay i will say probably the best part of the game story is that relationship between mc and the ai um, i liked all the sequences where she's her echoes are like reaching out to you yeah, and, and the interaction kind of like them. with the these two characters, and yeah, yeah, and I thought those dialogue pieces again, they they weren't like mind blowing or anything like that, but I thought those were the most interesting parts of the narrative. Narrative, yeah. Me too. I just wish they could have been set in a uh, more compelling narrative overall. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's all I want to say about Halo Infinite. Did you okay. have any other questions about what I thought, Vito? No, I think they. Yeah, I think they laid it out. <laughs> laid it out good. Story All right, folks, it's the Halo Infinite podcast. Yeah, we're never allowed to talk <laughs> about Halo Infinite on this podcast again. I don't want to hear another word about it. That's fine by me. All you right. guys are going to play it together, and you're not going to be able to talk about it, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, you're not going to be able to talk about it. Get no, we'll talk about it then, but only when I say nope. it to no. no, you said. You said. said. You said no, so it's no. Yeah, Sorry, but I snap my fingers. I snap my fingers, <laughs> and I say no. But I could, but I could also unsay it. Look. Nope. Too bad. Bye bye. He snapped. I'll snap too, just for good measure. Yeah, see, no, I countered your snap with a counter snap. God damn, he got me with a counter snap. Yep. All right, let's move on to the news. Unless uh, you got anything else, Flask? Nope. All right, cool. So, John, you're our boots on the ground reporter. Um, You've been bunking at Night City for a year and a half now or so. 
How are things these days? You know, I was going to save it for next week, but I did download Cyberpunk again. I was going to try the patch out. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, at first, when we were talking about it yesterday, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. But I read more about it, and I'm like, that sounds real cool. Yeah, yeah. They had their next gen like kind of patch, calling it patch 1.5 for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously it's not making it the game that you know everyone thought it was going to be, or some of the claims they made, or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's definitely some big improvements. It seems. Um, and like I said, I, I only downloaded. It. I played maybe an hour, or so. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, you know, along the the prologue is for that game. So I'm not even out of that yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have more to say next week on that. Some of the highlights for me that I didn't notice until I dug deeper in. The fixers now have like their own ranking system, street cred type system. So whenever you meet a new fixer, instead of getting 50 side quests dropped on your map, you'll just get a few, and you have to level up that fixer. I really like that a lot. Yeah, um, that'll go. I think that'll go a long ways to, especially with the map clutter and just being overwhelmed. Like, oh, what all this useless shit I don't have to do. That'll that would, help that a lot. It seems like a huge focus was was actually just kind of like background things. Like uh, they rebalanced the loot quite a bit. They rebalanced the whole stat system um, and clothing system in, in some ways. There was a Reddit thread a link that where people found some more of the fine changes that aren't explicit there, but. Example is mod slots across all clothing items was reduced from 20 to 9. Every mod is now tied to a specific category of clothing, like eye mods can only be installed in eyewear gear. Crit has been like significantly nerfed. Um, a lot of like the loot status requirements are like adjusted. So like, you know, basically you have to be more intentional about your build and you're not going to necessarily have a jack of trades all build that can do everything, you know, right. which I like a lot. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a whole section in these patch notes about the driving, too. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I, I was thinking, about, cause I, I get to drive a tiny bit, maybe like you know, five, five minutes to the max. Uh, I'm thinking maybe just driving is not meant to be done on mouse and keyboard in that game. It's like, it was a starter car, but it still didn't feel great. It's hard that to compare it to what me. it was before, though. But it's it's hard on a mouse keyboard to drive because it's like you have a button. There's no yeah, like no, acceleration. Yeah, no you're acceleration. either like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you're the pedal to the metal. Or you're not. So I, I actually next time I try, I'm gonna see if it's one of those games where you can swap between the two like on the fly and maybe I'll just drive with the controller. Uh, yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. For now, I'll have more next week. Yeah, I might also download it soon and check it out. I also downloaded it yesterday. Oh, nice. And just, uh, sorry. No, you didn't download it if you don't stop. You're just trying to jump in. Yeah, all right. Now you're just <laughs> being a little embarrassing. I did not download it. I probably won't. Uh, it also got graphical updates, right? Or no? Yeah. Is that only for the console? I think console it's what versions? it did. It's not uh, what it is for. It was a mainly PS5 thing. Stuff or whatever, but I think mostly it was for the, to the, to the newer consoles. Right, that makes sense. This is maybe my favorite I mean, example the of like, wait, that wasn't already in the game? Added a quieter way to escape the NCPD when the heat is on. Instead of fleeing a certain distance from the most recent crime scene, V can opt to hide within the search area. 
Although it will take longer for the police to stop looking. It's like, well, yeah, I think GTA 5 had that feature in like 2013. Was, um... Yeah, I just assumed that was in the game. That's crazy. Wasn't that like a recent thing, though, that they did it where they fixed cops, like being able to chase you or something like that? Uh, there was supposedly, there was some sort of report, but I didn't, I don't know. But this one is also, I believe they did some AI changes to the to the police and whatnot. I say, it seemed like they mentioned that in a lot of places that they like touched up AI, like so you wouldn't see things spawning. And That's what got me to download it. Was I saw they said uh, AI changes, and that was like one of my bigger things in that game. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I can use this as an excuse to make a new role and do the side content that I just was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Anyway, that's Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Uh, for all you hardcore Nintendo fans out there, the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShops will be shutting down in March 2023. Up to 1,000 digital-only games will be lost. What the fuck, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, Sorry. I don't own either of these, so... You don't know? You have a 3DS. Oh, I do have a 3DS. You're right. You're right, I do. Yeah, this is one of those things that, like... You know, I don't, I, I don't own either of those either. But it's just kind of a loss for gaming as a whole. It's just like, okay, yeah. well, goodbye. Um, and you know, they say the official date they give is uh, March twenty twenty three, but uh, from May twenty third of this year, it will no longer be possible to use credit cards in the stores. And oh, from August, what you got, uh, what you, got. you can no longer use eShop cards to add funds either what so the they're just going to be progressively shutting down ways to pay for the I'm games i'm pretty sure over the course um, of the year i think sony tried this once with uh their place psp the store vita yeah and they literally mm. got bullied into keeping the store open so that maybe did happen they'll, uh, i'm pretty sure that happened yeah. last year yeah so yeah i think i i i think if enough people but it is nintendo so you know yeah there, yeah they're less likely to listen we uh, use uh, like 2012, 2012, 3DS 2013. Is even, yeah, 3DS is old. Uh, 3DS is probably 2012, somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't want to say around the same that's time. Still, that's like 10 years. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's probably just like a money thing, like how much money they're taking in and how much it costs to, to I don't know, run the... Well, they really I want people over to this. They just want people over to the Switch. Well, yeah, that's, that's, their, yeah. that's their new yeah, thing, yeah, baby. Yeah. Meanwhile, you get put in the fucking gulag for life if you try to emulate any music <laughs> or do anything. That's yeah. the thing. It's like there's no real way to preserve these games, you know, aside from ways that are illegal or that they, you know, frowned upon. Um, and it's sad because if they made just, them easy ways to play them, I would 100% buy them. Yeah. For most, like, like, you know, large chunk of games. Come up with some alternatives. You know, don't just let things die. That's no good. Don't make me have to hold my GameCube in a corner just to play like Mario Party 4 or something <laughs> like that. Um, there was a big Eurogamer article about why Battlefield 2042 failed. It's actually a really good article. Um, at some point, it, it, we kind of hear it from the CSO of the company himself, how they view it. And basically, they say that they have an acceptable range of bugs that they expect from dice games. <laughs> acceptable and, range. 
And they say that like Dice has just had a, has a proven track record of being able to to quickly respond to the community and like fix the game up pretty quick, so it doesn't really matter. But they said that for this game, uh, they feel that players' expectations have changed with respect to live service games, and so the previous model of shipping it and patching it later no longer flies. I hate live service. Yeah. That should have never been off. That should have never flown in the first place. <laughs> No, but uh, I, I guess this is heartening in a sense that we see like the big the people who actually make the decisions like realizing like oh we have to actually ship good games. Yeah, Wait, I mean, what? It's fucked up that that was just their mindset. Like, all right, if that's if that's your mindset, then when it comes out, release it for forty dollars because you already know it's going to be shit and have bugs. And then once all the bugs are clear, then throw up to sixty dollars. Like I don't know, you can't have it both ways and, and not be a piece of shit. That's yeah. one of the curses exactly. of uh of early, early access. access. Like that when it uh just... Yeah. Like if you Sorry. when early access first was like a not like um from a scene point of view, when uh early access was first announced, I think like three of the games on it were like uh I wanna say like Don't Starve was on it, I think, originally. And it was like, oh, you bought yeah. you bought the game, and uh, you know, it was like it had a decent amount of content in it, and it was it was, hey, you are bug test basically you are testing this game for us. This is not like the finished product, yeah, product or whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, on paper, but, uh, early access is great, you know, and, and for yeah, for indie companies but, who just don't have the money to do a whole game and they just want to show you something if you want in. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, perfect. Exactly what I was trying to say. Who shouldn't be doing that in the first place? Like, you have, yeah, a perfect example is 90% of EA's games, or a lot of really any any game recently. The games come out, they're a buggy mess, they're just awful. Like, they'll they'll first show the game, and it'll look amazing. It'll be like, uh, like Siege, for example. When they showed Siege, that game looked crazy. And uh, when it first, and then when it came out, and me and John were playing it, it was uh, an hour to it get was, into one match. Oh, yeah, it would take like an hour to get into a match. The match oh, was yeah, a buggy dude, I remember mess. That. I, I got in like a month in, and yeah, like even like a month in, yeah, you had to like ridiculous. do a lot of like games to make sure your nat wasn't triggering issues. And yeah, then, you, and if then, you had uh, certain nats, you couldn't play. And oh, if you yeah, yeah. if you were lucky enough to get into a game. Or if you're lucky enough to get into a party, then like over the course of two hours, you might play one or two games, just from dealing with all the network issues. Can we lay this at the? F- <clears throat> Excuse me. Can we lay this at the feet of Bethesda for committing the original sin of what Greg is talking about? Or was there someone who was kind of doing that? What the? Them? What was Bethesda's thing? I'm sorry. Well, the I mean, just for, games come out and they're really like, buggy and. Oh, you know, okay. Yes, yes. Well, that. So that in, in itself, I feel like, is a, in a problem with uh, their engine well, with Bethesda, where they uh, continue. They have. They've basically used the same engine, that creation engine, yeah. and they have. Uh, Slapped it together and made it a disgusting amalgamation sure. of what it is. I, I don't think that attracts had... Flask's point, though, right? Like the idea that they just Bethesda knows they're going to ship shitty games and fix them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, before they didn't even really fix them, right? Like New Vegas. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't fix them. It was it was like they were releasing <laughs> in a time where pe- where 
consumers were not yet accustomed to asking for the developers yeah. to fix their goddamn game. <laughs> and then it's only after they kept doing it, the gamers were like, come on. You can't just leave oh, yeah, it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they like, uh, be seen as, like, the God Fallout 4 there. is a good example of that, where, um, I've played it a few times on the computer, like, to download, like, mods and stuff, and one of the highest recommended things to get is literally a fan patch that fixes everything oh, yeah. that, uh, literally Bethesda sh- should have fixed. I, I, They're like, nah, we ain't doing that. I would bet money that one of those exists and is recommended by the community for literally every Bethesda game. For literally every game. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's, that's, that's embarrassing, man. And I think then, it affects other what's funny like is, a- then they would, then they make mods, people would make mods, you know, basically add content to their game. And then Bethesda had the crazy gall to be like, hey, we're going to take all that content and we're going to put it on our own version of it and we're going to sell that to you. Yeah. To make, I, you know, more. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, I think you have a point there, Flask. I think, you know, I think, I think, I think it's not like they're like the root of all evil. I think that this evil just kind of spawned forth from the, from the incentives and from like the ability that you could get, you could do that with the emergence mm-hmm. of the fact that you could patch games at all. Like Bethesda is definitely one of like the progenitors of it, you know. Not just that, but like you can also point to like Bethesda with, I think, Gray, you were just alluding to it, like horse armor and oblivion, you know. Yeah, microtransactions. Like, 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 like we talk shit, but like we talking about markets and money. Like Bethesda is a king. You know what I mean? Like the stuff that they do, like people copy for reasons because it makes money. Because people, like mm-hmm. for the most part, people have just accepted that, you know. Especially yeah, nowadays, you know, because. Oh, okay. go ahead, John. Uh, okay, uh, so, <laughs> you right, go ahead. You go ahead. Both of you go now. Yeah, you guys are so cute. And we're in the mirror world right now. We're doing the bit where we're like raising our hands. Now, just uh-huh. thinking about you know before games could patch, and there, it, there I'm, I'm sure there's even more examples. Just coming off the top of my head, but even like the the Knights nice of the Republic games. I mean, you know, the second one famously has fan patches for making up yeah. like lost content and stuff. But even more so, I remember when uh. Vampire the Masquerade uh, Bloodlines came out for the computer. I mean, that game has a bunch of... Even if you download it on GOG, it comes with a fan patch because it just ran like absolute shit. Yeah. But back then, like, it ran like shit, and then you bought it, and then that was it. Unless you could, like, you know, somehow you were savvy enough to connect to the internet, and maybe some games would release, like, a patch, or, or you'd have to find a fan patch. Other than that, you just had to deal with it, and it was like, yeah, game's pretty good, but it's got some bugs. I, but, you know, I feel like almost... I feel like for sure, actually, not even just almost, like, games weren't graded on a curve, like, then in the same way that they are now. You know what I mean? Like, like reviews and, like, marketing for that game, well, the reviews, I guess, mainly, probably would have been pretty meh because there wasn't just the expectation that those things would be fixed. You know, like, right? Bethesda games are always going to get, like, 9s out of 10s or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, even nowadays, games get, like, re-reviews, you know, when they, you know, after they update yeah, so much or exactly. whatever. It's like, it's, yeah. I was going to say, because I just, I just don't want to lose the example before the if the topic moves on, but um, because it's so beloved, we all just kind of casually ignore that this is the case, but Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls had DS fix as, like, a I mean, prerequisite. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For, yeah. I knew it was shit most the second I life. played it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we just were all kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy, um, mainly, uh, because games nowadays, 
are starting to end up like $70 games. Like Final Fantasy, that new Final Fantasy. Uh, there's that new... I think they uh, are on the is, console, right? Don't they charge 70 Yeah, but no, no, no. Oh, yeah, they are. But on, I think on uh, the PS5, it's 70 Don't uh, All I saw was on, on so, Epic. Yeah. It was like, on the Epic Game Store, it's $70. So you want me to dish out $70 for a game. Uh, but that is, and um, what's that other game, Flash? The uh, that Asekai game? We uh we keep talking about with the girl. The oh, uh, f- a forsworn. Forsworn. Yeah, yeah. For, 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 forsworn. That is also seventy dollars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's right. like the new so, standard. If it's on a console, is like seventy bucks. But that's ridiculous. So then, then I'm gonna buy the seventy dollar game, which is yeah, that's pretty crazy. Sixty dollars is super crazy. Seventy or sixty dollars is crazy. Seventy dollars is super crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that ties. I'm gonna buy back. this game for seventy bucks. And it's gonna be full of bugs. That ain't gonna fly, man. That's like they need to. If you sell a game and it's like shit, like runs like shit, you need to be held accountable for that. That's like something like you need to be. Uh, uh yeah. You almost want like a se- like, you almost um, want like a separate regulatory industry than the ESRB that like slaps a quality stamp on it. You know what I mean? Like that is at least mm. playable or something like that. It needs like, the broken actually that, that, seal of approval. Actually, that board does exist, but I think they literally just played to like make sure that it does not crash the system or break the hardware. There's nobody like testing for like quality checking, you know. And I think, um, Greg, the the point <clears> you're <throat> making uh, does tie back into the the thing we always talk about in the the indie game sort of renaissance of sorts, where we're playing more and more indie games now that are cheaper than those triple a titles and i think that part of that is we've lost faith in those triple a titles to be yeah, good dude, before a lot of work is buggy messes <laughs> so we were more I, patient about when we yeah. play those it's just it's crazy usually. because like yeah like you said in there's indie games that we've played and they're crazy good and they are mm-hmm. like you most of the games i have a shitload of content in are indie games and then the other ones are just Buggy mess triple uh, A games that I gotta wait months for them to patch so I could play it. Their scope might not like, be at the same level, but they're like complete packages as they are when they're released. Hundred percent, like a Hades. Uh, yeah. Well, that was an early access game. But um, what? God. My bad. I forgot I said that. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> um, I feel like it's come up a bunch lately, either on the pod or like off pod about just like general negativity towards like the the state of AAA gaming these days. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, maybe I'm just, I'm saying something very obvious, but um, I was thinking about this the other day and I feel like gamers are more in charge of the quality of games today than they were 20 years ago by far. And I yeah, think stuff it's could just come out and be whatever. <laughs> well, I think yeah. it's hard. It's, it's hard to see that because Game companies have become scummier with their practices in recent years. But I yes. do think that gamers have the power to combat this and use it. Like, you know, gamers could congregate on internet platforms that didn't exist, you know, like Reddit and Facebook or whatever, um, and Twitch. Uh, these didn't exist, you know, whatever, way back, I guess. But, um, and voice their issues in aggregate. And, you know, that's been having real effects on some of these, these shitty AAA releases. I mean, you look at Halo Infinite, the subreddit fallout, and then subsequent drops in player base. Um, you know, the cyberpunk 
of Fallout when that game came out and the, the fucking huge, you know, stock stock price drop for CD Projekt Red and, you know, just news stories all about that game in the mainstream. Battlefield uh, fucking, was it 4042 or 2042? 2042. Um, the most Four, negatively 40. reviewed Steam game of all time. Well, yeah, well, know, that was then, Halo Infinite's fault. That was, yeah, my bad. Because the release around the same time. So it was Halo Infinite's fault, obviously. So I think, so I think we're seeing a lot of like, <laughs> you know, gamer backlash. I think companies are scared. And, I, and I, I fucking feel like I'm sounding a little naive because I said that when, you know, Cyberpunk came out. Oh, you know, companies are going to start watching their back and releasing more, you know, complete packages. And then Halo Infinite came out and fucking Battlefield. So maybe we haven't seen those results yet, but I know these companies are scared. And I feel like, you know, things are about to slingshot. Maybe I, I do think that gamers have a lot more power than, than we use. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of the point I was power trying to, to open the with player. the top is that, you know, it's nice to see that this is coming from the mouth of the EA, EA CSO right. and not just like exactly. some random dev or like some random person. It's like a moneymaker guy talking to the shareholders. Yeah. Maybe one big fail wasn't enough, you know, but maybe, uh, a couple of them all in a row is a good enough example for, for these AAA studios. You know, I mean, hasn't done shit to, hasn't done shit to rockstar yet, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe, maybe GTA six. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully, right hopefully GTA six is a good game. Ultimately. I made a joke about it, but um, I, I, I don't think we touched on it when we were talking about the, um, the, the CSO talking about, uh, Battlefield 2042, just just now. Uh, one of the quotes from the article that that a lot of journalists are kind of latching onto is, um, how Halo Infinite's multiplayer release, which was like unexpected, was considered one of the causes of Battlefield's failure because it was just like a, a how do they tie those together? Com- because it was a comparative point to gamers. That's the explanation. Mm. That's the CSO's line of thinking is that Halo Infinite multiplayer released and was largely well-received and, and cohesive as an experience in this person's opinion. Uh, whereas Battlefield was essentially a more buggy mess with a lot of features lacking and it just basically made it look bad. That's what this person is trying to say. That's so uh, stupid. I it didn't even cross pretty my funny. mind that that would, that, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that is literally that, that literally must be true. I mean, again, like just look at this like money flows. Like it's not the reason, but like if you're try to like list a number of reasons why this product underperformed, the unexpected release of a major competitor product that is free would, would certainly be a true thing to mention. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, maybe it's like unconventional. Like, like, this game was unplayable. At yeah, it's like saying you didn't eat like the piece of shit in the ground because McDonald's was next door. So like you yeah. weren't gonna eat it anyways. Like it was. You don't blame. No, I, I agree. It's, it's weak for sure. But it definitely. I mean, I'm sure it did. I mean, I'm sure there was, were some people that were like, "Well, I could play Battlefield, but fuck that, I'll play Halo." But also, like, yeah, they didn't do themselves any favors. No. I should never turn Jurassic Park to buy Battlefield. I, I just think of investors it, it, as robots, so like this kind of speak just no, you, makes sense. You know what I mean? You're yeah. absolutely right, and and now you say that in that way, yeah. And Halo well, is free. I, I think it's one of those things that's like true, and everyone kind of knows that that is is 
at least partially true. But it's one of those things that you really shouldn't say because it makes you look bad. Makes you like a fucking person idiot. representing yeah, the product. You made a bad game, a really bad <laughs> yeah, game. Exactly. And it's your own fault. Exactly. But all, all the, of course, all the journalists are latching onto that quote as like the centerpiece of the right of the whole thing. Right. All right. Speaking what of talk. bad things and overpriced console games, I almost tried to segue here when Greg was going on his rant because it would have fit pretty <laughs> nicely into there. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts collection, containing uh, I think pretty much all the games before Kingdom Hearts three, released onto, um, oh, and sorry, and Kingdom Hearts three, okay, released onto the yeah, yeah. Switch. Uh, let me just preface that these are the prices. For the first two games, um, you're looking at 40 bucks. For, like, the games after the first two games, you're looking at, like, 50 bucks. And for Kingdom Hearts 3, you're looking at 50 bucks. And for that price, you get games that are running off of a cloud and not running very well at all. They were not actually, like, truly ported. They are literally just, like, cloud emulated. Whoops. Uh, people basically are, like, the article goes into more details, but um, playing on docked mode in general is, like, really laggy. Um, if you don't play with a hardwire, it's, it's, it's laggy. Um, the game, let's see, let's see. The games lag so badly you can barely play them without a hardware connection. Uh, you can't take it out of the dock. Um, even under the most ideal setup, which completely ruins the handheld draw of the Nintendo Switch, the games are still sluggish and miserable. Well, shit. God. I doesn't sound very Kingdom Hearts at all. I, I love the way he ends this article. Many players will undoubtedly it's grab these versions to replace some classics from their childhood, and I already feel for them when that wave of disappointment hits. But truth be told, Oof. I feel worse for people hoping to finally give the series a try now that the entire collection is on the mobile family first platforms. If that describes you, and you've been waiting for the, this moment to finally dive into Kingdom Hearts, keep waiting. We're not ready for cloud gaming yet. Cloud gaming still needs to cook a little bit longer. These are fucking PS2 games and like Stop. 3DS no, games, you know what I mean? Like, not even counting Kingdom Hearts 3, if you played all the games before Kingdom Hearts 3, which amounted to, like, PS2 games, games on the DS, games on a fucking phone, like, games on a Vita, I think, yeah. like, nothing crazy. It's things that could just natively run on the Switch if ported. You're paying $90 for that. Plus yeah, tax, I don't know Plus why, tax, you're paying 100 just... bucks for all that to play, like, emulated PS2 games that don't run well. Well, Andy, you also need to mention you and can just buy all that connection. together for $90. So you don't have to spend a hundred dollars plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's kind of darkly funny whenever some gaming thing is announced and everybody in the world is like, "Yeah, that's gonna be shit," and then it turns out to be shit. Yeah, it's always like darkly satisfying in a way, but actually not when you 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 know you lay in bed at night and you're like, the state of things, the absolute state well, of things. You know, it does suck because like. As a guy who doesn't own a Switch, I'm not I'm not one of those customers, but I do like the Kingdom Hearts series. It does feel like a series that I could imagine me like just sitting in my chair playing while I'm watching a show. You know what I mean? Like oh, running yeah. around, jumping around, that kind of thing. It'll be a good Switch title. And it's a it's a partial Disney product, so it kind of fits on the Switch like 
aesthetically. Yeah. So it's just like, sure. And it, yeah. So I I can imagine a lot of people were waiting for this um, with, you know, those type of people who were Nintendo people. I know that this is a pipe dream, but I hope that Nintendo is sweating at the imminent release of the steam deck. You know what I mean? And that, that they're like rethinking some of their market strategy because like we, we kind of alluded to this earlier in the discord um, Vito, you were, you were talking about um, you were talking about how uh, I, I think you alluded to I how you wish had a Hades. switch, right? Like, I don't think you said it in those words, but like that was where the conversation was going that like you wanted to play Hades, like just sitting there. So, you know, somebody brought up a switch and how that's cheaper than a Steam Deck, you know. But, like, in the long run, unless you're, like, tied into the Nintendo ecosystem, like, you got to play those games. Sorry, Greg, I'm not, right. I'm not talking about you then. Then uh, you're, you're going to spend more, much more on games on the Switch than you ever would on the PC just because of how Nintendo's ecosystem works. I hope that, like, a competitor, like device that's basically the same thing as the switch except it uses your steam library could uh could really like force nintendo to adapt you know i guess that's what i'm getting at yeah, competition is good for the consumer yeah, yeah i sure. agree i hope they uh have more competition and nothing else has really competed in the handheld space in video no. games with nintendo not that i can think of I do have a day um, where I could play Nintendo games on the PC. It would be a good day. That would be great. God, I wish. Put your move your cloud, shuffle your cloud over to the PC above my PC. Um, I do have a a, a small counterpoint to this story that I didn't even throw on the news because it's like just kind of subjective, um, and not really anything. But Horizon Forbidden West released the the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay. And uh, it's getting pretty good reviews. Apparently, a lot of people like it, and it's bigger and better than the first game. Okay. So cool. I'm excited to play that at some point. Just to, to not have everything in this be negative. Apparently, a game shit. I'm looking forward to. Our news is always shit. It's, yeah, it's always negative because the world is so negative. It's, I hey, mean, something that's reported on is often so negative. So that's, you know, that's why, basically. Uh, I got some good news for you guys and uh, gamers. I doubt you could even believe it. Elden Ring is re- going to be released a week from today. Who cares? Shut up. Pretty nuts. Oh, this podcast is over. Just fucking I done. doubt you could even believe it. No, no, Most I anticipated. Oh, oh, right, we're done. Elden Ring. Elden Ring ding. I hope it uh, explodes. Oh. I hope it makes all your computers Elden explode. Elden Ring. Don't wish that upon us, John. Oh, Elden Ring. How also, way, I love thee. Are you guys like, um, pain is a guys looking forward to Skull and Bones, that game? No. The Ubisoft Skull game that they literally just said was going to come out this year, and that's yeah. complete bullshit because it's not happening. <laughs> is it the pirate game? Yeah, it's that yeah, one where literally it's just Black Flag it's, it's, with uh, the boat part. It's interesting that you think that games are still going to be released after next Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's happening next Thursday? Um, nothing. Nothing's happening next Thursday. The I doubt you could even imagine off. it, Greg. 
I was just I was just asking because I saw something that, where they were suddenly talking about like <laughs> yes, it's going to be Russian. more oh. focused or something like that. Elden so Ring. I don't know if that was like a change from their previous strategy. Like if it was going to be single oh fuck, I'm tarnished. Now it's multiplayer. <laughs> uh, oh fuck, I'm tarnished. Game. Okay. I mean, I don't but know. Then why is that Who the fuck wants to like ship battle other right. ships? No yeah. one. I don't want to just be on a ship. I hate being. Okay. I hate being glued to a vehicle. A vehicle that's the dumbest ship. part. And that's I, that's why I don't play racing games. Let me get out of my car and jump in front of traffic for a racing game, and I'll buy it. Yeah, that's what Forza needs. You're right. And dude, yeah. Forza definitely needs like a splatter mechanic. Let me just run yeah. into the field. Forza devs who are listening to this, you heard it. How do you think I got that robot? A little more like Grand Theft Auto. And let me shoot out of the fucking driver's seat, right? I don't need to shoot. Let me throw a sword there. Emboldened by the flame of ambition. Yeah, I thought you had GTA 4 single player style going out of your windshield. Yeah, we need we need some ragdoll effects also. Yeah, what if I get a document? Like I'm neck and neck with another guy. Let me shoot myself out so I get like first place by just like my head. I'm gonna put little spikes on my wheels, like little Mad Max. Yeah, like dude. Ram, Ram well, what's cars. that game? Uh, Twisted Metal. Just make Twisted Metal. But let me get yeah, out I, and shoot. I think there were rumors oh that they're doing another. God, can you imagine a new that fucking year is 2023 20, and fucking new Twisted Metal comes out and you could get out of your car and fucking shoot people and run people over. Foul, and tarnished, and, in search of oh the Elden God. Ring. So basically, just a different All game. Right, that's it. <laughs> Done. It's over. It's over. Shutting it down. No one gets the last word in. I'm feeling fucking tarnished right now. Ah, damn it. Tarnished. I command thee, Neil. I've been hearing mutterings about Elden Ring's story, and I don't even like. Have you guys been seeing this stuff? I know absolutely. I, nothing I haven't about that necessarily game. been actively avoiding it, but I have not happened upon it. I mean, I've I've seen people saying that uh. There's leaks out there, but I know nothing about it. Why okay. is it? Is it I'm definitely yeah, not. Is it, 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 it tantalizing? Headline level. Uh, well, but there's some fires, and uh, you gotta light them, and uh, then there's a guy, <laughs> and you gotta beat them. Uh, is it crazy tantalizing, Flask? It it does pique my interest. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't really avoid seeing like. Would you say it makes you more stuff or less interested? Probably more, honestly. This. All right, if it's a headline, just send me the headline so I can get the idea. All right, I won't even go into the podcast because we're so close to release, and I'm sure anyone listening to this is like going to play it and whatever, but uh, I'll send you I'm just finding out for the first time that From Games have stories. Got yeah, em. dude. Got them, got them, <laughs> got them, bottom, bobita, bobita. It was hidden in an item description. Oh, I must not pick that one up. Yeah, no. Oh, Elden Ring. That's it. He's just been doing that over and over again. It's he has kind of concerning. Elden Ring. Elden Ring in the Ring of Power. I got my Elden Thang I want, on me. I want Kurt to make one appearance on this podcast and one only next week. Elden Ring, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, dude, we're not gonna talk, talk. talk. I don't know. If, I don't know. Next time we're gonna talk to Kurt for forty-eight hours. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. ninety-six hours. However long it takes for him to destroy the game. Yeah, I'm not gonna hear from him. I'm okay I'm if it's just him coming minute. in and screaming yeah. and yeah. then leaving. Oh yeah, Vito. By the way, your whole dream of like you're gonna come back and still be able to play the game. No, 
I don't even know if any of us are going to be able to play the game without Kurt, like, helping us. Andy, did you? Andy, know. did you clear all the uh, all the stuff out of there? Did you know that you can find a secret boss if you go up there? <laughs> oh, he he's he's really tough. He wants you to do good. He's really tough. You got to use lighting if you miss want anything. No, I say I say all that with good. love. No, I feel I can't. I, know I can't wait to play with Kurt. Here. I've never played with Kurt on are, a FromSoft game release. I'm, I'm excited. These are good friends, and you're gonna respect my wishes. And no one's gonna play the game until I get back. You only have to wait like a week. Hey, you know what, Vito? Hey, ain't no thing. Not a big deal. You, you can wait. You can wait a week. Just a video game. I got your back, homie. And just remember gone. that though in the future when you have well, to pick just... your best have to pick your best <laughs> man, remember who waited, who didn't. You know oh dude, you you know you're already locked in. You know man. I waited. It was the, it and, was know. the whole gift the gift conversation. That's the thing. That was it. Yeah, but you're straight up not gonna play the game at all. No, I really I'm not no, I'm not. Good luck. That's fine. Everybody needs a hot take, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll play it just to shit on. No, I don't even want to do that. That's how like not interested I am. You should just beat it for jokes. You should beat it first for like 100%. just stay up all fucking night, hundred percent the game as a gag. Write a whole a fucking guide for it. <laughs> yeah. start, start a forum. <laughs> just uh, the whole thing is just a big goof. Yeah, we'll see. If the inspiration uh, strikes me next week, do it for a meme. Yeah.